Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I'm excited about this Roquan talk we're about to get into because what a position he's in. To have gone through so much during the offseason, to have the instigation and the, the the grind of the beginning of training camp happen in front of our eyes and to then say, hey, you know what, whatever, I'm out here. So my question to you, Grody, is wh- what kind of season is this going to be for Roquan Smith? Because typically when a guy's entering the final year of his contract, he plays way better than he's ever played because he's trying to get that money. However, I'm sure Roquan feels a certain type of way about how the Bears have handled the situation. So he could be like a smug dude that has a hamstring injury some, somewhere along the lines. Which of those two do you feel is going to happen for Roquan? I think Roquan's going to ball out this year. I think he's going to be the same Roquan Smith. Because he, because he wants to do that for the Bears or no. because it's just Roquan? Well, that, that's a that's a good question. Is, does he want to do it for the Bears? No, he wants to do it for Roquan for Smith at okay. this point. Because Roquan Smith obviously wanted to stay and still may want to to stay with the Bears, but he did not get the contract that he wanted. So obviously he's, unless he feels resigned to the idea the Bears are going to hit the franchise tag on him, you know, if that was the case, then, you know, then he's like, okay, he's got to get, get six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six games in. And that's you were that's an official season for a player. Like he, that is a vested year. So, okay. but I, I don't look Roquan Smith seems to be one of those guys, a, that genuinely enjoys playing football, okay. and not all football players enjoy true. playing football. It's just true. It's sort of what they're they are blessed in a cursed way with being talented at and large enough to play. And this is the way I'm going to make my living. But Roquan Smith, he does love to play, and I mean, he's got a hat. Like he he's betting on himself this year. I'm just wondering if like Jerry Jones is sliding in his DMs, and he's like, "Hey, Papa." Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got yeah, you. Just, <laughs> Jerry Jones is liking all of his pictures, you know, on Instagram. He's, like, you know. yeah, he's calling the Bears and going, nah, if you all put him on transition tag, we're going to have a problem here. So, But I was, I was talking about this today, actually, with another reporter. And if Roquan Smith has, has a great season beyond the expectations of – Ryan Poles, and they, and they all obviously think yeah. he's really good. I don't know that they think he's a super, but if he has like a superstar all-pro year, the Bears might be interested in in upping 
the the money and giving him what he wants. And who knows? Things could change, and they could just, for whatever reason, want to give the big bucks to Roquan Smith. Here's the question that we were bouncing around. Will Roquan Smith want it at that point? I don't think so. Or is he done with the Bears? I think he's done with the Bears. I think if he has an exceptional season, to the likings of what you were just saying, there is going to be other suitors, and he is then going to say to himself, I would much rather be in that position. As long as they're offering him the $100 yeah, million. Dollar. Yeah, right. Course, if all things guaranteed. are the same. That's the way we're basing this. Yeah. If the Bears offer him the $100 million and the Cowboys gone. offer him the, Gone. See, that's what we were, we were throwing around there. Does he really here's the, love? Go here's ahead. the problem, though, guys. He's If he says, okay, no, I don't want to be here, well, he's going to be stuck here for another year because I'll just tag him. That's the problem. So he's here for two more years whether he likes it or not is what is the way I view it. So it's like, are you willing to sit for another year here on the franchise tag, make 20 million and then hit free agency, or we can pay you now and you're set. I think, I think if the bears, the bears seem like a smart, they, like they have the smart front office. So I think it'd be more of a trade situation. I think he, you know, Hey, we don't want you here. A disgruntled employee. Hey, Jerry, I know you want this guy. So you're saying in season. No, no, no. After this season, instead of a franchise tag, I don't think that. Well, no. So once they, I think they'd have to put give him the franchise tag first, and then they would trade him. That, that, if, that's what I'm saying. But okay. I'm, I'm saying yeah. in lieu of him staying here in Chicago for another year to play under that tag. Yeah. There's too smart. The Bears front office. They're, they're, they seem like a smart group of guys, and they would want to get something in return. Like get this guy out of here. Franchise tag. Boom. Go. Go renegotiate a contract with them. Go do something else. Right. Or find an extra five million dollars and and <laughs> escalators and things like that to make Roquan Smith. Happen. And who knows? I mean, I, I think it's it hasn't been shut down. They, they did. Roquan Smith did say that that in the next few days there will be no discussion, and then I, I that. assume that during the season there will be no Zero. contract with any players. Yeah. And then once January hits or February, then maybe they talk about it and maybe things have changed. Now we have one example to go on and obviously not with this regime, but the way it went, it was Allen Robinson doesn't get his extension, does get the franchise tag, and then hates life. At, and then yeah, yeah basically, <laughs> yeah. And then once the season is over, he's out of here. So I, I don't know. I don't I am genuinely intrigued to see how things will work out. Do, do they want to bring him back on the franchise tag and have an unhappy player? Because he's going to play, he's going to play good soldier this year for sure yeah. because he's got a lot riding on him. Like I said, I think he likes being a bear and you know he's got all the talent in the world but once the season ends, we'll see it, all bets are kind of off in I, terms of how he's thinking. About yeah, this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see Roquan Smith in a Bears uniform for the next Six seven years. Yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. And so, silly not to. So yeah. I hope that you know they play nice this season, so that that way they can get to that place. That that would be a, a good thing for both sides to have sort of a happy ending where both parts come together. I the thing is 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 Roquan Smith has made it very clear that here is what I want, and I will take not <laughs> a penny less. So it's got what, a great agent. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever changes come. Would have to be from the the Ryan Pohl side of things. So, talk to me about this audio yeah, that we have yeah. from Roquan Smith, him specifically, right? Yes. Yeah, so, Roquan Smith spoke in the locker room the other day, and I've got two interviews with one with Eddie Jackson and the one with Roquan Smith that we're going to hear now. And again, we're back in the locker rooms for the first time in two years, so you get to kind of hear a difference in tone. The way it's a little more intimate. There, I, I, this is a group of reporters asking Roquan Smith 
questions. But Roquan Smith, who's usually he's always fine in interviews and answers questions, and he's always been available to us. But I've never heard him as exuberant mm. as you're about to hear Roquan Smith right now. So let's play it. It feels amazing, you know, being out there uh, with my guys. That's what you do it for, the love of the game, the guys in this locker room and, you know, everybody that uh, support me. So it feels good to just be out there playing the game that you love, done so much for me. You've been a part of a great defense with great players around you. The dynamic is a little different now. What's it like for you being in this situation in the locker room here as kind of a leader of this group instead of, you know, being surrounded by other leaders? Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely a transition, but I feel like that's been a transition uh, throughout my t- throughout my time here, like uh, I got more confidence as the years went on, and it's kind of almost seemed like it just fell fell in my hand in a sense, but not fell in my hand because I bust my ass, you know, to be in this position. So it's an honor, and I, I take great pride in it. So, so does your personality change over the years, or does it? Is this just something in that coming out of you that wasn't you couldn't express before? You know, when you had other leaders in? Uh, uh, I would say it's more so I'm still myself at the end of the day. Like I just, I spoke up when I needed to at the end of the day because, you know, you're a grown man at the end of the day. So like people are going to respect you, like regardless of like the years or anything like that. So I just think now it's just more so I just still do, do my same thing, but maybe a little more vocal here at times. Roquan, I know that you're, that Ryan Pohl said there's not going to be any negotiating during the season, but do you still hold out hope that at the end of the year something long-term could still get done with the Bears? I'm not focused on that, if I'm being completely honest. like My focus is you know making this year the best year I can, and then I'll go from there. I don't want you know, look to look forward too much to the future or anything like that. I'm just focused on now having the best year I can with my teammates and going out playing the game that I love because that's what means most to me. What is it like to look around the locker room, though, and know that you're among just a handful of guys that were here with the last head coach and the last team, and there's been so much change? What's that like in here? Uh, That's the league, and I think that's the building in general. And, uh, you know, hey, I could be here today, you know, and, you know, we we never know what could happen. So uh, I just take every day like it's my last and uh, just bust my tail and keep going. Being more of a vocal leader, what are some of the conversations you have with some of the younger guys on defense, and what do they come to now that you are that vocal? Uh, yeah, a lot of the guys come to about play recognition, um, things that how people try to attack you in uh, certain situations. So, and also just being uh, ear for the guys when the guys are down about something, uh, maybe a play, maybe something going on in their personal life. They may want to just talk about it, not talk about with a lot of guys. I feel like I'm kind of that shoulder that a lot of the guys, younger guys, guys my age, come to and just chop it up with me. So I take great deal of respect in that, uh, and I, I love being that guy. Find that will linebacker spot. Do you look at any of the the old Bears like the Bridge? Erlacher linebackers as as a way to help you guys out. Uh, it's a little it's a little different now. The game's a little different from um, back in the day. But yeah, no, I definitely seen clips of those guys, and uh, you know those guys obviously played at a very high level. And I got a lot of respect for those guys. Guys, you know, set the tone for how this going. And hey, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> yeah, coming from a hot shower. Like how has football that position changed? Since well, back then, you know, when you uh, when you look at it, there was a lot more two back stuff, a lot more run heavy offenses, and then it's, it wasn't a lot of just being being in space pretty much all the time. But like now, the game's obviously changing where there's more space, less two back stuff. You can count on one hand how many offenses have like two fullbacks and uh, things like that on their roster. So I think there's a lot of different components. Brooklyn, have you seen how you can flourish in this defense already, or will it be a few games before you really know just how much your game can grow being in a different defense? 
Oh, man, I flourish in any defense. Uh, it don't matter. You know, you just line me up and tell me to play, and I'm there. Well, what is it about this defense that allows you to do what you do best? Is there, um, is there, anything, is there anything unique to it or just different about it? Uh, it's, it's definitely sweet. It allows you to play in space more, and I feel like that's uh, one of my biggest attributes, playing in space, uh, vision. Uh, didn't get to do a lot of that in the past, but being able to do that now, I think it's going to be good, and I think it's going to pay, pay dividends for me. You've played against, the, you know, you've played with a lot of good linebackers, established linebackers. What's Nick Morrow like? What kind of, we don't know much about him and what he can do for your game and what you can do for his. How is that working out? What do you know about him and what he can do in this defense? Yeah, people people may not right now, uh, but they will they will soon. Uh, God, we stay healthy, man. I think the sky's the limit for both of us, and the guy's a really smart player. Uh, put in the bus's ass day in and day out. Uh, you know, says all the right things, do all the right things, and. Uh, it's an honor to be able to uh, play next to him. I think we're both going to uh, make each other better. Better. He covers my tail on certain things, and, you know, I'll get him on certain things. But, man, it's sweet. And then playing with another uh, fast guy. So, two fast ILBs, you know. He's faster than Danny? Uh, right, right now. <laughs> but maybe in Danny, maybe in Danny, uh, Danny younger years when Danny was his age, maybe I got to go with my OG, Danny. You know, but, like, right now, like, yeah, I, I would probably say, yeah. Somebody may have asked you this already, and so I'm sorry. Is there any chance in the next 10 days you get together and talk to Ryan Bowles about a contract? No. You don't think so? No, I'm not focused on that right now. Once the games do start, how confident are you that you'll be able to just put that in the back of your mind and not, not worry about it? It's already in the back of my mind. It just came to the front when you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take everything back I said five minutes ago. Roquan Smith for life. Bear for see, life. See, I knew that. You haven't heard Roquan Smith like that, have you? I never. I mean, like I said, he's he's never been like a bad interview. And like I said, he's always been very available to yeah. us. But this is a different guy. This is a di- – like he is letting us in. We're hearing from him the way everybody else talks about him. Because right. all the other oh, – Roquan's hilarious. And he did, you know, he makes – he cracks us up. And the music, he listens to old country music. Right. And, like we just don't get that side of him. And – just in that one conversation in again in the locker room a very loose confident Roquan Smith and you wouldn't expect a guy to sound like that no. that has gone through what he has gone through obviously self-imposed yeah. with the hold in and all that stuff but to hear him like that I think is heartening for it should be for a Bears fan he sounded like it was him and his boys and they were just having a casual conversation about football that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, it sounded like so he was great. amongst friends. I'm so glad you said that because that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to sell it to you no, and no, studs. No, no, no. You heard the smile. Oh, you heard yeah. the smile. You heard it. I'm so glad. I'm glad that you heard it that way. And, and later on, we're going to hear from Eddie Jackson. And it's similar vibes, but the information that he's giving out is, is even better than what Roquan was giving. How much do you think, Mark Grody, of that is the coaching staff? making him, you know, putting him in a good place, right? Yeah. It's, it's one thing to say, hey, he's had, you know, his, his his run-ins with polls and, you know, contract upper management type stuff. But it's another thing to talk about the relationship with the coach and how he's making you feel in the present. What would you say to that? I, it seems like the, the coach-player relationship is really good on defense with, with Alan Williams and the rest of the crew and the assistants. 
And look, Roquan Smith is playing a different position this year than he had been playing in a completely different scheme from the 3-4 to the 4-3. He is playing the, the weak side linebacker as as I got into my Lance Briggs question during that little powwow right there. So it, it will be a little bit different for him, but I think it, it actually could be different in a in a better way. Like his numbers are going to be good, but they could be even better playing that particular position. So I think he's really going to thrive playing there for sure and all these players have said that the defense like the the returning players like Eddie Jackson, Roquan yeah. Smith, etc. they have all said that this is an easier defense to play. Mm. So it's I never liked the 3-4 anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean when I, when the Bears switched I, over to 3-4 I was like, "Yo, I what is did, this?" I did I'll say this. I did like it when they switched over to a 3-4 and that was only because the 4-3 stopped working <laughs> with with <laughs> The le- with Mel Tucker, yeah, yeah, remember Mel Tucker? Yes. Like it's. I was there. I, I personally, Gabe, was ready for a change. You know, so how like, do you feel now that they're going back to it? Oh, I'm good with it. Just just from talking the, to all these because players. the three four didn't work either. Well, yeah, <laughs> so. I have no idea if the forty three is going to work for these guys either. But yeah. they all say the same thing that there's not as much thinking and that they could just kind of play. And that that makes a big difference for defensive players. Offensive players, yeah. you got to think a little bit more, and you got to be ready for yeah. stuff. But defense, it shouldn't be so much about the scheme and making things overly fancy. It should be about a player's ability to react, and that's what most of these players on this defense have said. And they wouldn't say it. Like I know it sounds like of yeah. course they're going to say they like it better because they're on the team. But there is a there is offerings of this from the players when we ask about it's easier. Yeah, well, we've seen last year a ton of missed assignments, and you could say that could have been from the complexity of the defense. So hopefully this dumbed-down cover, too, is going to be something that, that we can uh, 312 says Roquan needs to be traded to the Falcons. Falcons? Why? Falcons? Because cause the Bears are all gathering down there. All, all ah, Ryan Pace's guys are, uh, yeah. That's right. I think we're, you know what? They're studs, the Atlanta Bears down there. I, I believe we're, let's, let's get beyond that. I'm, I'm tired of that. that and I, I've been complicit in that narrative. Okay. I, I've brought it, it up, but it's time to stop now. It's it's so funny, though. When you look at the number of former Bears that are Ryan Pace guys that are down yeah. there now. It I mean, is it's, pretty hilarious. It's 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 like 15 guys. Oh, that that would have been up. in the contract. If I was the, the owner of the Falcons, that would have been in the contract. Hey, I'm going to bring you here, Ryan Pace, but you cannot bring any Bears players yeah. that you had during that, <laughs> during that tenure over there. Um, speaking of Ryan Pace's Bears players, uh, we do have some more audio from Eddie Jackson on the way. Looking forward to hear from him and his jovial nature that matches Roquan Smith. Uh, what did Eddie Jackson say? We'll find out on the other side. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage... 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. In the defensive room, you know, Coach uh, A-Dub, uh, Coach Williams, he pointed out a play, like, yeah, you got to finish here, you know, and it's, like I said, make the first period look like the last. It probably was the last period. You know, you tired. When you think you're tired, you still got to finish. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. No loafing. None at all. Mm-mm. That was Eddie Jackson talking about uh, defensive coordinator Allen Williams. I, I like the approach of the no loafing. I like holding players accountable for their effort on the practice field because, I mean, geez, no matter what level you play at, you hear you play how you practice. That's why it. I understand everybody having fun with the HITS principle and the acronym and, you know, Dan Bernstein leading the way on that, <laughs> and as he should. Um, you know, that's his thing, and we've all sort of, everybody else is kind of followed in line and making fun of the HITS, the HITS, the coach, yeah. the coach, the coach, when in essence, all it, it, fans should actually love it because it's that word. It's about accountability. Yeah. What fan watching the Bears does not want to see his players or their the team that they're rooting for be, be accountable for things and not letting guys get away with stuff. How, yeah. how many, I mean, we've been hearing these screaming calls for years about things like that. So really, um, it, it's it's a pretty good system or philosophy. I don't know if it gets through. It, it probably doesn't get through to every single player. No, not every But player. when you hold somebody accountable and you do it in front of other people – then it, it takes it to another level. So people should a- actually like the concept. Yeah, a- a- as should everyone that wants Eddie Jackson to play up to the level that we know he can play at. Because you know, as we were mentioning earlier, whether it's a, a pat on the back or a kick in the butt, Eddie Jackson seems like he's the guy that needs a kick in the butt. Yeah, probably. I mean, just because of the the tackling issues yeah. that he had, and they they were severe. Somebody got to get on them. Yeah, they they were severe at times. And now, you know, this year he's going to get a chance to play play more more freely and more center field, is in his own words. And Jaquan Brisker will be the the more standard play in the box safety. Things are going to change, and you're going to see all sorts of different looks from the defense. So it's not like it's just set like that. You will see Eddie Jackson in the box yeah. at times this year, but it's a a different feeling for sure with Eddie Jackson. Grody, what is your, I mean, like, give me your assessment of Eddie Jackson as a whole. I'm, I'm, yeah. t- I'm not talking about this particular uh, offseason or this training camp. I'm talking about as a whole, his, his his 10 years a whole for the Chicago Bears. What what is your take been on, on Eddie Jackson? I think on the overall, Eddie Jackson's been a good player. He was a great player 
in in 2018, and he hasn't come close to getting back to great or super. I mean, there there were you know, did, I think a lot of people thought do we have a superstar on our hands here. I was one of those, yeah me. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, the the takeaways and the ferocity and the the leadership, all of that existed. Now it's been downhill since. There there is no doubt about it. But it's not like he's been replaced as a starter or anything like that. Yeah. It's not like he's been dumped off the team. And I get it that the the money that they gave him makes it difficult to do that. But it. He has been – last year was not good. I mean, with the tackling, I mean, we all saw it. It was very glaring that, that there were too many – It was many, odd. It was odd. It, it was odd because it was just – it was very obvious that he was not interested. <laughs> or at least it seemed like that in tackling, and it didn't seem to take it personally. So that part of his game absolutely has to get fixed. But when you talk about the body of work of Eddie Jackson, he's been a good pro. He's been a good pro and just just hasn't been great and and relatively disappointing because of of 2018. And you you probably hear us we keep talking about and I I understand though there's a lot of people that aren't going to buy into Eddie Jackson getting back to where They're he done. was. I, I understand yeah. that because because we've been talking about this since 20 like every year since 2019. Like is this the year Eddie Jackson's going to be great again? Is this the year Eddie Jackson is going to be good again? And we've been kind of selling it as you got to hear him and the way he's talking and the enthusiasm level and all of that. So I want to take you inside the locker room again today. And this was a, a few of us talking to, including my colleague, Chris Emma, who was actually talking to him first. And I, I joined Chris. So, and we did a little three-man weave with Eddie Jackson. I want you to hear how, the, the tone with which he was speaking and some pretty real stuff here. And this is, this is from today. Like my dad even called me the other preseason game. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all really be flying to the ball, and that's just preseason. So you know what I mean. That just shows you the type of culture we building. You know what I mean. The type of character players we have. Everyone's fine there. The hits principle is showing up. You know, film obviously, and we just continue to work. You know, keeping the blinders on, keeping our head down, blocking out the outside noise, and continue to work. A few years, years ago, you were the, the young rookie who was jumping into this team and the veteran defense. Now you're one of the veterans of this group. And uh, what's it like being a part of this, you know, this youth movement you guys have, and how much this roster has turned over now the last few years? Oh man, it's different, man. But it's fun. You know, I feel like the young guys they bring a lot of a lot of enthusiasm. You know, the swag back to the team, and you know we get to have fun a lot. You know, and that was kind of different. We got older guys. You know, it's not as you know I want to say it's not as it's more serious. You know, it's now. It's like it's serious at the same time, but it's still everyone's still having fun with it, you know. And right now, we just taking advantage of that. The young guys teach them as much as possible. They asking the right questions, you know, and that's that's always a good thing, you know. And they come in here not trying to be too big headed, asking questions, learning things, you know, stuff like that, and just continue to work. So, what's Flus's personality? He's not obviously creating an intense culture, but he doesn't seem, at least from our perspective, like. You know, he's not a, a screamer. He's not somebody who's, who's lending out curse words in practice. Like, what's how does he strike that balance of bringing out intensity out of you guys while also having such kind of an even keel demeanor? Just, hold, just accountability. He's holding everyone to the same level of accountability. Uh, he's holding himself to that same level of accountability. You know, showing up meetings on time and just continue to push us. You know, like not letting no one slack. Like, if we don't go out there and punch the ball, he's going to show it up. He's going to say something in the team meeting. Uh, Coach Allen's going to say something in the division meeting. You know, they're just going to continue to. They continue to remind us to do the little things. They're not going to let us slack. So, were things, did, were things slacking too much? Were things like uh, you guys getting away with a little bit too much last year? You know, because just expound on mm-hmm. why things are more intense. I just feel like I feel like 
kind of, you know, certain things we can slide with certain people. And like I said right now, it's, it's nobody that's, that's like, everyone's to the same level of accountability. No matter if you're year six, year eight, year one, year two, you know, we all got to come out there and continue to do the same thing. You know, like me, if I don't run to the ball, coach going to get on to me the same way he's going to get on a rookie run to the ball. You know, it's, it's not no picking and choosing faces of people. It's, it's, it's holding everyone to that same level of accountability. And that's, and it's showing up, you know, it, it, it continues to show up in practice the way we work. And us being the older guys, we got to go out there and know, all right, you know, he coach going to say something to us, but these young guys will also look at us and, oh, he's not running full speed, so we got to make sure we keep our level of intensity up. Yeah, can so. you tell when, when they of guys give like 90% of the just kind of bleeds into the culture? Yeah, now you def, you definitely see it on film. It's like, like coach show something like this is what's running to the ball. This is changing speed, you know, and then you see some stuff like this is not. So you can you, you definitely see it on film. Yeah. You guys want that accountability, yeah, right? Yeah, if somebody's slacking, yeah. you can't say something. Yeah, most, def, most definitely, especially when you got like – uh, trying to change and shift the culture, you know, new coaches, new everything coming in. It's like that's that's the starting point. It's like, all right, how we gonna how we gonna set this foundation? Is the foundation gonna be rock steady? You know, or it's gonna be little cracks and holes here? So we're just trying to eliminate all the cracks and holes and keep a steady foundation. So I, I'm not trying to denigrate the, the past coaching so. staff, but did, but you did you guys need this revival of accountability and revival of spirit and all? Yeah, that? I, I would say I would say it's 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 helpful. It's much helpful. You know, like I said, we have a young team. Right now, you know, we have a, a lot of young guys. So for us, I feel like right now it's working. You know, didn't no one ever really seen too far in the future to think, oh, we need it, we needed this, but it starts to show up. And you see the results, and you see, all right, me flying around compared to week one, a camp to week five. Now it's like, oh, I, you see the difference. So it's like the results is what really plays a, a big part in it. And obviously, the game is what really matters the most. So we're gonna see how this thing play out. We going. Have you paid attention to what Ryan Poles has done since coming in? And kind of have you have you taken notice of his vision and what's he what he wants to bring to you guys? Um, not really. I try not to, not to play you know too much attention upstairs. It's like you, you can get lost in it. You know what I mean? So uh, right now, I just know we got a lot of young guys. You know, we bring a lot of hungry young guys in that's ready to work, man, and and that's showing up and doing great things in practice early. Uh, a lot of instinctive guys, especially on the deep side of the ball, even off the side of the ball. You know, you got guys like Bailey's that returner and Trash that running back. You know, you got guys that's really stepping up and you try you you see they're developing themselves into some great players later on down the line. What's Taylor Williams been like as a defensive coordinator? Oh, he's been cool, man. He's been smooth, man. Hey, Doug, man, he challenges us every day, man. And it's, it's like, like I said, it, it goes from Flus to, to Allen, you know, and then from Allen to Coach Dre, uh, Coach Rowe, well, whoever the coach is, like the message is going to be the same. You know, it's not it's not going to change. Sorry about that. No, you good. This is your this is your fourth defensive coordinator? Fourth defensive coordinator. That's so, your head coach. How you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six years, yes. What's that like? like man, it's, it's different, man, because it's like you got to just learn different schemes and how they like stuff being played versus uh, this coach. And it's like, like I was telling somebody, man, it's the fourth D coordinator in six years, third head coach. So it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of different things. Like somebody might come in, oh, yeah, I like this, and then the other guy might come in, like, yeah, this is clean, but I like it like this. And then this guy might come in. So it's like just get just continue to get used to things and, and continue to work, honestly. What, what would you do with all your free time if you weren't always learning new defensive uh, terminology? <laughs> <laughs> man, work on your body, stay healthy, <laughs> study that playbook. How about that, Eddie Jackson? I love that, Eddie Jackson. That sounds like a motivated Eddie Jackson. Doesn't it? Now, this is the question I was thinking about the whole time I was hearing him speak. Is Elijah Hicks going to, like, people have been saying that Jaquan Brisker is the guy that is going to make Eddie Jackson better, right? Because he gets an opportunity to play, like, mm-hmm. you know, roaming kind of a guy. 
But the Bears seem very high on Elijah Hicks. So do you feel like he's pushing Eddie a bit as well? Mm, or is Eddie maybe. not necessarily worried Probably, about that? I don't think Eddie should be worried about Elijah Hicks okay. right now. But no, they do like Elijah Hicks. It's seventh round pick out of Cal. He had a foot injury d- during the combine and all that. So that hurt his draft stock considerably. I, I talked to him about that last week. And that was one of the first things he said, because I asked him about that getting drafted in the seventh round. And he said, yeah, I think I probably, you know, he didn't, these aren't his exact words, but his indication was if I didn't have this damn foot injury, I probably <laughs> I would that. have been drafted higher. Here's the thing about him though. He has talked about wanting, this is before the, the game against, was it Seattle or Cleveland? It must've been the Cleveland game. Yeah, it was the Cleveland game. Wasn't that the game, game where he, he had the he had the touchdown. Was it the Cleveland game? God, I'm already messing up my oh, games. No. Let's just say it was the Cleveland game where okay. he recovered the football for the touchdown. I think it was. He told me before that, he said, I am really into special teams. He's like, I can create just as many turnovers on special I teams. Love, oh, my God. Yes. Where's that cut? I, See? Need that. I love that answer. Yeah, I, I could... I could get it. I can get it. I have it on my phone. I will get it to okay. Studs during the next break, and we'll. Li- it's a it's a one minute thing. I, that's like oh my gosh! It's like music to my ears. Y'all, I, I didn't realize that you would be so moved by this. Well, because I, because you have a guy that you feel like is going to contribute on defense, but you know he understands his role on the team. His first year, oh, is going to be on special teams, and and he is not like I'm going to be tackling everybody. Or I'm going to be you know I'm going to create turnovers. That's like yeah. Well, he was yes. telling me he was like. I can create turnovers on special teams, and then hey, and I of course he wants to play defense. Right, of course he wants to play safe. Hey, it's thin back there, man. In terms of the you know the actual depth of the team, so right. it's not crazy to think that Elijah Hicks will get playing time for either Jaquan Brisker or Eddie Jackson. You don't want to see it because that would mean that there was an injury. But no, I don't think Eddie Jackson's job is going to be in any kind of trouble. But it's nice to have him back there, and he's a guy that. I'm positive that you know they are definitely into. So, you, and I'll try to find that. Do you, uh, Mark Gordy, Do you feel as though this squad on defense feels as though they're an elite defense? No. Well, do 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 they think they're? Yeah. I doubt that they. Because you know, you know, yeah. defensive guys are like, oh, they don't want to come over here. They don't want no problems yeah, over here. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't been here. I haven't heard that. Maybe it's because Roquan wasn't talking. To, Roquan wasn't talking to everybody, or you know, Robert Quinn's been quiet. But but I. I usually hear this 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 bravado from the defense. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've gotten that. They they don't have the dogs yeah. yet on that There's side no of the ball. Chain. I like. I mean, they they do talk. They, they, like Justin Jones, the three technique. Like he loves yeah. being the three technique and talking about that position and playing it and getting out there and stuffing the run and all that kind of stuff. But they got two guys that are stars potentially on this team. One's Robert Quinn, and the other is Roquan Smith. You know, Jalen Johnson could start to enter into that. Who knows what they have in Kyler Gordon? He could. Right. The way people talk about him, it sounds like <laughs> that, that dude's going to be a star. Okay, wait, time out real yeah, quick. Yeah. His diet. His, his when he dove. That to was like awesome. bat the ball down. That was I was like, whoa, haven't seen that in years. I saw that. That's like, what I want. I was like, okay, get him out now. Yeah. You made a play. That's a hell of a play. You can play at this level, yo. Get I out. love that. That was great. Yeah. And I think the issue for me on defense and the reason why maybe there's not that continuity that I'd like is because of the mix of players. You touched on it a second ago. You have those that have come from the previous regime. You also have young rookies, and you also have guys that are journeymen that are coming in. So it's almost like – evenly separated in those three groups and so so to get the those three to play together and to have that synergy 
I feel like that's what's missing, and it might be there come you know week four if they've created a cer- certain amount of turnovers by that time. Yeah, I think that one of the big things that I would like to stop seeing from the Bears defense, and this was from even the previous regime when they were quote-unquote more talented, Bears were giving up big explosive runs from running backs left okay. and right. And, you know, big play- – this was from a superstar, essentially, but the the Debo Samuel thing still bothers me. Yeah. The San Francisco game last year was like, where, where is everybody? <laughs> what? Ha- and and I, I had to stop doing the the comps to twenty eighteen, but I'm like, what's going on here? How how is this happening? Where where are these holes opening up on the Bears defense? Yeah. And we talked about the being overcoached, which in in this case in this season might be a good thing. I think that's going to be helpful with the 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 mentality of everybody going for the football it might help them but yeah no i don't they're they're not going to be an elite defense or anything like that but who knows we'll see yeah i want to i want to stay on the defense before we get out of here and i want to ask a question about Travis Gibson i mean obviously you have Alkadi Muhammad and Robert Quinn there but where does Travis Gibson fit into that that defense talk to him today as a matter of fact and he Number one, he's got he's got a couple. He says he's got a couple new moves he might be unveiling. Love that. this year. He had a he had a good year last year. It was like he started to show. What did he have? Five sacks, something like that. Quite a few. Yeah, he he started to show up last year. There were moments where he made plays. Um, I don't know if I'm convinced that he is long term, like going to get a second contract, all that kind mm. of thing. It's a big year for him. It's a big year. It's not a contract year, but I'm saying th- this is. They go back to that four-three defense, which he did play in college. He kind of had to learn that three-four, and do so. Now he's back in a comfortable place, playing that position in the standard defensive end as opposed to the outside linebacker. Sure. So I, I'm very curious as to see what he can do, and if he and Robert Quinn can really work together to get to the quarterback. And I see Quinn helping him. I mean, Quinn's out okay. there helping well, that's good. Travis Gibson. So well, they have a relationship from last year. Of course. No, no, definitely. And, and, and you, I see it. I see it on the practice. And field. you know those guys are going to be rotating in and out. I think as fans, we see the start, We see the starters and we think they play every single snap. You know, but no, no there's tons of rotation oh, going lot, on, especially there. on the defensive line, and right with moving extra guys in on you know nickel packages and what whatever Allen Williams is is looking to do. So yeah, you don't stay in your standard set very often throughout a game, but you know that though that's gonna, there's going to be some stalwarts in that defense for sure. I, I hope Travis Gibson is one of them. I'd love to see that guy take the next step. You know, and being that important of a position, but the jury's still out. I think on him. It's going to be interesting. As Bears fans, we love defense, and we can't wait to see it. First game, September 11th against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. But I'm going to hold you to that uh, promise you made about the audio from Elijah Hicks. I'm getting working. I'm getting it right now. All right, we got I'm, Elijah yeah. Hicks audio on the other side. One more break to go. Don't go anywhere. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Bears football. Uh, it was funny, Mark. Right when the Bears won their third game, I was like, Bears undefeated. Said, can't not going to be able to say that too often. <laughs> too often yeah. So I got to enjoy gotta the moment. Hammer that home yeah. while I can. We got a bye week to say the Bears are three and zero. Basically, yeah. that's what's been going on this week. I've been saying it. Yeah, <laughs> it's on my Twitter, my Twitter profile uh, bio right there. Um, let me ask you this: I mean, going into this first week, before we play this Elijah clip, yeah, I found Elijah it. Hicks yeah. clip. 
The Bears, week one against San Francisco. I've been telling everybody to mortgage their home and put all the money on the Bears. And then somebody said, well, at least take the points because it's like Bears or it's like Bears plus seven right now. Um, do you think there's a chance in hell that the Bears win that game? I do. Me too. I do because of Trey Lance. That's it. We're, That's it. Okay. So you're mortgaging your house to go ahead and bet. I don't know if I'm mortgaging any houses here. I don't have that, that BetQL knowledge like you do. I mean, I just look at Trey Lance and I just don't believe in him. Clearly, San Francisco doesn't either. I mean, I know it was more of a business decision, but you know they're they're keeping him around, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm just not a Trey Lance believer. He's he's a guy that can make a ton of mistakes, and I think this Bears team is going to capitalize off of turnovers in a way that they haven't in the past. Well, and I think they got a chance against Lance. I mean, he might be end up being a really good quarterback, but. I don't think he's ready yet to be so. a great quarterback. You know, I think he's going to go through some of the growing pains that Justin Fields went through last year, quite frankly. And seven points? Do you remember, like, and then the Bears are at home, so the assumption is that you're given three to begin with. So that's a 10-point swing. So I just can't. And maybe it's the homer in me, so that's why I asked you, because you're the realist here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the fact that they signed back Garoppolo – that tells you something. It does. That, I mean, that, and I, it was a good move by San Fran. I don't know if it's a good move for Jimmy G, but it's definitely a good move for San Fran. That's a really, t- like, they're better than the Bears, but do I think the Bears can beat them on September 11th? Yeah, just I, because they may not have everything together yet. And he's going to have, I want to say two, but I'm going to, I'm saying at least one turnover or the Bears themselves. I think so, yeah. One turnover for that sure. That he's going to make a bad throw somewhere along the somewhere. line. You know? And he's going to, he's going to stall or he's going to, yeah, he's going to stop some drives. He's going to make a bad throw on yeah. third down. Like those are the things that are going to happen to keep the Bears close. Yeah. And so I, seven points for sure. Studs, I know you gamble. What, what did you, do you, are you like on board with me as well with the seven points? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Like, Just, come on. I, I'm with you saying that I'm Mortgage not. I'm not, I'm not oh. gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm on the fence of whether. I don't know if we're still doing the Bears picks on the website this year. I, I don't know if I'll be invited back. I was pretty good at it last year, okay. but I, I I'm on the fence if I am invited back if I'm going to pick the Bears or not. I'm close. I don't okay. know if I'm ready, but I'm close. Okay. Just mainly because I think the 49ers probably end up winning just because their defense is is going to be a problem for the Bears to handle. If the Bears win, it's because Trey Lance sucked. Right. That's what that, that's, that's what I'm banking. That's on. the only thing. That's why I said every other place they're better. Like, but they're, like that's what I'm making. Well, out in, in in uh 49ers offensive line is beat up too. Right. Yeah, it's, so like their offensive line is not as good as it was last year. A guy put twenty thousand dollars on a parlay. They just posted this up online. Twenty thousand dollars. The first bet in his parlay is. San Fran money line against the Bears. And I just looked at that and I said, never have I ever wanted someone to lose a bet more than more than I have for this guy right here. Twenty grand on that. Come on, bro. That's how sure you are that the Bears are gonna lose. I think I think if you're betting on the points, yeah, I would do that. Bears for sure. Bears plus seven for sure. I'm in a pick'em league and it's 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 against the spread though. So it's not just picking teams. And it's like to me, I, I look at that game and I'm first of all, every game in the NFL is more than more often than not decided by you know one one score right so it's like, the NFL and I love the Bears so I don't know it just seems like a no brainer to me but you know what maybe one of those turnovers will come from Elijah Hicks Ooh, yeah who seems to love the turnover yeah so this is uh, I think it's about a minute twenty or so but talking to Elijah Hicks oh the clip you sent me is not a minute twenty oh how long is it it's ten seconds what. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. Do we have to put the microphone up to oh, the computer? Oh, no. <laughs> I sent you the sound bite cut instead of the the inter. How fast can you turn this around if I was to send, send it, it to me right now? Give and me I'll talk. Watch this. I'll right, talk this for is, Yeah, a talk about the bears. Studs is a professional. Bears. Bears. I'll just say bears the whole time. Boss just said that he's the best producer we have and i said absolutely and watch him turn this whole thing around <laughs> either way man i'm really excited about week one i genuinely feel after watching the bears and it is my homer side and i'm okay with that that justin fields is going to put on a fantastic performance and the reason why and it's something that i've been saying since last year he needs to elevate his completion percentage last year was trash in college despite the fact that he was playing with teams that were better than everybody else he was throwing right around like 70 71 percent Last year, right in the 60 range. And, and I feel like he's going to elevate that. And again, you're, it's all about the how, right? It's, we're, we're solutions, not problems. And the solutions, how does Justin Fields become better? Justin Fields become better? Better decision-making, quicker throws, extending drives, putting points on the board. These are things that, we are, that I expect mm-hmm. from Justin Fields. I'm not, I don't expect him to have you know, Justin Herbert numbers, four touchdowns, 350 yards every single game. But I, I don't mind a 260, mm-hmm. 260. I don't even want to say 270. 260, right. you know, 18 for 23, you know, 260 That with, with a tutty. Maybe two. One touchdown, one running touchdown. Yeah. Like that's, what, that's what my expectations are. What, what would your week one stat line be mm. in a perfect world for oh, Justin Fields? Perfect world, 627 okay, yards. Fine. In a realistic world. Yeah, in a realistic world. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if we're really doing that against that defense, yeah. I would say I'd probably be happy – like in 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 terms of the best case scenario, eh, maybe like eighteen for twenty seven, two hundred and fifty yards, something okay, like that. I, 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 I don't see him getting having the blockbuster three hundred yard game right out of the gate. I just don't see it. Just with too much volatility, still too much unknown on the offensive line, too much unknown with wide receivers not named Darnell Mooney, yeah. too much unknown on is this the is Colt Komet really as good as he looked yes. in the preseason? Get me excited! I know, man. I know, but that, that there's too many what ifs right there. What I want to see from Justin. Fields is yeah I'd love to see the 300 yard games but what I want to see is what we talked about with Justin Fields so much last year was oh there's those moments that that run that he had the Pittsburgh game where he has to drive down the field and then Steelers of course beat the Bears but I want to see more more of those more of the Justin Fields that was scouted at Ohio State and those big big time elite moves. He doesn't have to become an elite quarterback this year but I want to see more elite stuff from him in each game. Hey, he might have opportunity to throw a couple tutties if he gets a turnover from Elijah Hicks. Do we have it now? I want to be able to make more plays on special teams. That's really important to me because, you know, it's football at the end of the day. As far as defense go, when the plays come, make them. That's really just my mindset. Obviously, you want to play defense. You want to be out there starting at safety, making picks, but are you all in on special teams? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a football player, so like... I get turnovers. That's what I do. That's why I had seven and twelve games last year. I, I could get turnovers on special teams. Mm-hmm. When I end the game with turnovers, that's gonna make me happy, no matter 
if it's on defense or special teams or wherever it's at. Same value both ways. Exactly, exactly. And I can make a Pro Bowl if I get enough turnovers, no matter where I'm at. Is it challenging for you at all, having spent five years at Cal, to then all of a sudden be trying to earn a position on a team? I'll just say, like, how I got my position at Cal, my starting spot was I was working. I, it wasn't given to me. It was some older guys there, and um, I had to come in and earn my keeps. Um and I, it was competitive every day, and I, I got better every day. And um, the things I learned along those journeys is what helped me continue to get better as I got older in my career. And and so uh, I'm kind of just approaching it the same way as far as, like, learning from everybody, and I'm, I'm competing and just trying to get better. Whatever happens from then on happens. First turnover Elijah Hicks creates, I'm buying an Elijah Hicks jersey. <laughs> you I guys should that. have seen Gabe Ramirez while that was please like pumping his fist. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> like a giddy little girl. I should have come out of the box with that tonight. Never mind Ryan that. Poles. It's hey, about seventh round pick <laughs> Elijah. Not on us over here, Grody. What the hell? Hey man, we want to thank. Uh, I want to thank personally Grody for hanging out with me for two oh, hours. You know my, I love it. Man. I love it, dude. My my pleasure. Uh, I want to also thank Adam Stadzinski doing a phenomenal job. Cares. Holding us down today. Great job, man. Uh, Bet MGM tonight coming up next. Cheers. Love it. And enjoy yourself. Wait, are you on another show? Uh, are you on the Bet MGM show? No, no, no. I'm oh. on Bet QL. Saturday, oh, 3 to 7. I'm sorry. College football season yeah. starting. Come win some money with me. Oh. Or like I told Mark Grody, between 500 and 1,000 a week. I love it. Mi gente, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. Hasta la próxima. Until next time. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.